Okay, getting into one of my favorite artists. We're going to talk about my man Big Sean and his latest album, Detroit 2, going number one on Billboard. Like, that's huge. Because if y'all didn't know, the last podcast, it was projected that 6 9 would go number one, selling over 150,000. Because, but because nobody really likes 6 9 and Billboard, Spotify don't really promote him like that because I guess. Suddenly they have a backbone, even though a lot of these artists are. I'm not gonna get into that, but basically it's it's cool to hate on Six Nine, even though what he did is crazy. But the way that they're going, he's basically blackball. So I don't want to give I don't want to give him any excuses because he he really chose that path. Could have came out and been like uh, regretful for doing what he did, but he just came out and doubled down on everything. So I'm not really too sorry for him so as far as his album it got taken down like billboard took all his uh so so what artists do they sell an album and they sell merch along with it so what they do is they sell clothes they sell something that you can buy and they attach the album to it so whenever you buy that piece of clothing you also get a digital copy of the album which counts as an album sell six nine had a lot of those i think he had way more not that i think he did have way more merch sales than he did album sales which i mean it's a it's really a testament to your fan base that you can get them to buy like a 30 60 dollar t-shirt and attach the album which the album is like what three four dollars like but at the same time i mean if billboard spotify apple don't like you then they're just going to take it away so they they discounted not discounted they took away his merch sales with the bundles so he actually sold like fifty to sixty thousand, sold fifty hard copies, I believe. And Big Sean's album Detroit Two ended up winning the race with selling over a hundred and ten thousand units in his first week, gaining him one of his many number. He has, I think, he's went number one with every al- album so. 6ix9ine almost broke the streak, but because of the in- industry doesn't like him, they gave that number one to Big Sean, which I can't be mad at because Big Sean's definitely my favorite artist. And I can't I don't really care too much for uh 6ix9ine for the weight for what he did, but I'm a law by citizen. But if I was pretending to be a gangster and like went to jail and facing all that jail time, I would definitely still do the same thing that 6ix9ine did, but I wouldn't be coming out double down and like, yeah, I, I'm glad I told on them. And I'm glad they're in jail. Like I wouldn't, I would be, I would come out and say, man, I, I can't believe that I chose to be a gangster to sell records. That's all he had to do. But he went the, he went the unfortunate, he went the unfortunate route basically. So Big Sean had a huge dub with Detroit Two, gaining another number one. He was celebrating. I think Six uh, Nine put up like a video of him being sad, ripping out posters and stuff, basically trying to make fun of him flopping quote-unquote and he, he technically didn't flop i mean the industry kind of just took away his sales but you know when nobody really cares for you they don't really point that out so um big sean it's not really too much to talk about i mean big sean went number one i mean what else i mean what can what else can i say about that i knew he was gonna go actually i didn't know i thought six nine would go number one i'm glad he ended i'm glad big sean ended up going number one because it just adds to his discography, which is just unmatched by many. Like his discography is some of the greatest bodies of work I've ever listened to. I mean, Big Sean. I mean, he has Detroit too. 
Dark Sky Paradise. I decided. Finally Famous, Hall of Fame. I mean, he just has so many solid bodies of work. And not even solid, amazing bodies of work. Because you can tell that he crafted every single track in the album to follow up to the next track. And, and people are like, what do you mean? That's like simple. Like sometimes people put certain songs before another song because the end of that song leads right into the to the tone of the next song. So that's kind of what Big Sean was doing with his Detroit 2. But if you want to hear my Detroit 2 album review, I already gave that in my last podcast. If you want to look up on Spotify, I think the little segment, I probably... That segment's probably already out. It probably says like Detroit 2 or Big Sean. It probably just says Big Sean. So if you click on that, uh, you can hear my album review. So I'm not going to go over it again. Just know that I think the album is amazing and definitely one of the greatest albums to come out this year. One of the biggest things I think that helped with Big Sean's album sales is that he actually opened up a lot because for the most part, me being a huge Big Sean fan, kind of was let down because you never see him too much like you see him with Janae Aiko which is like his girl but um which is funny y'all was even uh texting me about that on my Instagram account and y'all and some of y'all was like I love how you said that they had chemistry like we don't know their date what uh they're dating and I know I just like to say the word chemistry you know definitely can't say the other word I mean hopefully y'all know what chemistry means but anyways um yeah, so Big Sean opened up about his mental health, which is a huge topic right now because a lot of people are going through that because with COVID, it's kind of like being in your own space when you have to be quarantined. Some people can't handle that. Like me, myself, I could be alone like forever and have a blast. Like, because I don't be, um, I don't know what's the word. I don't really need people to fulfill like my, well, Probably family, but like as far as like being by myself, I could do that any time of the day, any time of the week, because I fulfill I fulfill my own happiness, and I don't really that sounds corny saying it, <laughs> but basically it's true. Like I can I can do things that makes me happy. Like I could work on something like this, like I'm doing a podcast. Like I could do something that makes me happy and makes me feel like I'm serving the community in a good way. And which I mean I do a lot of other things, but I I try to keep everything that I do kind of separate. So you have different revenues of income, if that makes sense. So when I'm by myself, I think about opportunities to change the world, basically, and how to make myself a better person each and every day. So it's kind of like I could be by myself and not really and have a blast, but other people will be by themselves and get depressed. And that's kind of what Big Sean was talking about, how he, he was talking about uh, wanting to kill himself at a certain point in his life and just wanting to give and, and think about this. This was after he was famous. No, people say money doesn't change everything. And I feel like that statement is really uh, towards people with Big Sean's state of mind. Because it's really like mental health is one of those things that rich being rich comes from inside. But people think being rich comes from like currency. So it's kind of like you could be poor, but be really happy with having a house to stay in because somebody lets you stay in that that's really that has a lot of money that lets you stay in the house and you can have that house and, and know that other people are like because no matter how bad you're doing there's somebody that's out there doing worse than you that wish they had what you had you know so it's kind of like i always look at it like that but kind of like with big sean he was just feeling like he was going through the worst of it like he was just everything was just down on him and he just wanted to end it all 
but then he really he said he didn't really realize how the important it was to embrace the ups and downs of life and enjoy taking active steps to better it so that's kind of like what i'll be talking about with bettering myself he's talking about it's a journey so it's definitely a journey never really think about the destination always think about what you want to do to better yourself for the next day or what you can do to better yourself right now um so yeah big sean talked about his uh mental health what else he said he started praying a lot and, and started having a lot of faith and just looking toward leaning on god and stuff and stuff like that um he said while working on detroit too he was worried it was taking the process was taking too long which as a big sean fan i could tell you the process was taking way too long i mean the last project he dropped was when i was in high school i think i've said that like a bunch of times throughout my uh these podcasts but like that's that's a long time i'm in college now that's a long time <laughs> two or three years that's crazy but um he was saying that he didn't know if Detroit 2 would go number one or not because, I mean, you're going up against 6ix9ine. He's a huge troll. His first album since coming out of jail. You never know how that's going to go. Ended up with the number one album, but he still kept tweeting. Like, basically, I like that he kept tweeting after he got number one because it didn't make it seem like he was just uh, letting... He, it didn't seem like he was just letting us know about all this just because he wanted to go number one. Like He was actually opening up opening up to the fans because he genuinely felt like doing it so he kept sending out tweets after his uh, album went number one just talking about certain things and just thanking them and also giving them more insight into his life he said he got tired of rapping which i mean I understand i mean he's been in the game for a while like he's been in the game for longer than a decade so yeah, that makes sense. Uh, sometimes when you do your passion for a while, it doesn't, it stops being your passion. You just have to find another spark that makes you re, uh, it makes you, you have to find something that reintroduces you to your passion, if that makes sense. So kind of like with basketball, like let's say you're playing basketball and you get hurt, right? <clears throat> and then you just lose total passion for the game. And then after that, you just realize throughout the, the like, working on uh, your injury, you just find a whole new respect for how to build a body from scratch, if that makes sense. You get more into detail on how certain things affect your body, certain foods affect your body, and you start eating, drinking better, and you just become a better version of yourself. And through that, you want to take up your passion again. So it's kind of like one of those things that through heartbreak, you can open other doors. Like he said one thing on the album that was really true. He said through one of the biggest L's he learned, it taught him how to get his uh, biggest W. So it's kind of like one of those things that people always say L's aren't losses, the lessons. And that's a that's a huge thing. And then it's just how you approach it. Uh, he kept tweeting. It's a lot of tweets. I don't want to get into all of it. We're gonna be here for like hours. But he kept talking about how the artists, fans, and everything made him feel uh, who who uh, feel him through the music, or share it, or mention it, or anything. 
he said he felt this sense of community with his uh, album and and just felt like they they really came together to to support him so he he thanked the fans for that uh and and really he didn't know already said he didn't know he was going number one but that that just shows how much he really cared about opening up with this album is that even if he didn't go number one he didn't care because he 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 got what he wanted out of this album basically wanted to get a clearer state of mind of mind and, and a clearer plan on how he wanted to continue his journey so i'm glad he found that i'm glad he uh opened up about his mental health struggles um hopefully skip bayless doesn't say uh like i remember uh real rappers never talked about their mental health because it made them rap worse or something hopefully because you know he be skip bayless be wild <laughs> now nah, that's a callback to another thing with dak prescott but that's a whole nother situation but yeah that's all i really want to get into with uh big sean basically want to talk about the fact that his album went number one and six nine only sold 50 to sixty thousand copies which it's a flop to his standards because it's like for y'all that don't know, if you're on the label and you sell fifty, if you're on the, if you're independent and sell fifty to sixty thousand, that's a huge dub. Because independent, you do everything yourself. Like you can have a team, but you basically do everything yourself. You have to make the connections yourself and everything. Labels are solely a bank that loans you money and already has connections set up for you to heighten your career. So. 669 is blackballed it doesn't make sense to him to be on a label since he's on a label he's not getting the full cut of that 50 to 60,000 since he's not getting the full cut of that 50 60,000 the people that he has that protects him day in and day out when he goes out to just 7-eleven to get a bottle of water or something they're gonna have to start slimming down on the security because for those that don't know it takes it, it costs a lot for for to employ those type of security guards because he doesn't have regular security guards he has like the highest um stature is that the right word i'm not using words i have no idea what it means but he has the highest stature of like bodyguards it's kind of like the president um i'm trying to look up six nines bodyguards uh wage i don't even know if that's too specific he pays him so much that i bet you it'll pop up Let me see. Let me see. So basically, um, so yeah, there are articles about on this, and of course it will be because he pays a lot. I think he probably pays the most for security. Because if you look at other rappers, they don't have like they literally build a wall around him when he goes places. Like they literally walk around him so you can't come at him from any angle. And to afford that type of um security. You have to pay them about 25 an hour. And he, he rolls with like seven to eight of them from day to day. So just like do the math in your head. Like I would do the math right here, but I'm no mathematician. I would have to bring up the old calculator. But okay, let's just say 25 an hour. Let's say they're with them for like 10 hours. And let's say it's like um, eight of them. So that's that's two thousand for that day, for just that day, just to roll around, roll around with him. Which I don't think it'll be ten hours, but well, actually, yeah, it might be ten hours because he was in Chicago like for a while. He was in New York for a while too, 
I mean, just, I mean, seven days out of the week times seven. That's 14,000 a week times two. 28,000 two weeks. I mean, you just see where the numbers are going. Like, it, that that's basically how you figure out people's wages. I mean, you just look it up on the internet and just figure it out for yourself. Well, 28,000 for two weeks for, for a, a wall of security. It's just, it, it doesn't match up to his album sales. And he'll definitely have to either go dark and only come out when he has to promote. Or just go in quarantine and just say he caught COVID or something. Because the way that he has bodyguards right now. Those album sales are definitely not paying for that. And um, those are just the, like honest facts. Like it's not just me hating. Those are actual like facts you can look up how much bodyguards make. And the, the type of bodyguard 6ix9ine has is not regular bodyguards at by any means. So yeah. I don't know I don't know how this went into a 6ix9ine tangent. I just went crazy. I didn't mean to do that. But anyways, um yeah. Big Sean, Detroit 2 went number one. Let me know what you think. Did you think that Detroit 2 is the best album of 2020? Or what album do you think is the best album of 2020? Let me know. Uh, click my link tree in my bio to access my social media. Send me a message on one of those platforms. And just let me know what you think of Detroit 2. And which album is your favorite of 2020? For me right now, it would have to be either the The Weeknd's album. Which re- The Weeknd's not a rapper. But currently, like, doesn't really matter to me. He has the he's the most talented artist that I've he's one of the most talented artists of all time. Like, I know I'll throw around that all time, but that's just because I only listen to music. Well, I listen to a lot of music, but only replay music and put music on a pedestal when it's from artists that can really tell creates the vibe. And I think I've talked about that on the other podcast, what that means. Some artists have stuff written for them to perform and everything like that, which the weekend might. I mean, he sings. So it, it wouldn't be out of the realm to have something written for him, but to, to perform it like that. And he's performed live. And so it's just a whole package for me. And The Weeknd has that for me. So I feel like he has the number one album, in my opinion. The number one out rap album. I'm not going to lie. I probably have to go to Eminem. Man. A lot of people are probably going to get mad at me with that pick. But like, I know we try to uh, uphold the, the black people in, in rap, but like, I mean, Eminem's album, like, he's just, he's just rapping on a whole different level. Like, the way that Eminem raps, literally no one else raps like that. Like, it's, it's, it's very, it's very confusing why nobody's tried to copy him yet. I mean, people have tried, like, I can't even think of people, like, Logic, maybe? Machine Gun Kelly? I don't know. Eminem's one of a kind, and the way he rapped on his album this year... I think it's called uh, Music To Be Murdered By. The way that album, um, that album was crazy. But we're going to get into that later in the year. I'm going to give you my top five album picks and my top five like rappers and stuff like that. I'm going to go through the whole list. So we're going to break that down. So yeah, that was the last segment of the podcast. Um, so yeah, that's about it for episode 11. 